It's time now to chat uh, a little bit of deaf sports uh, and a uh, very, very interesting uh, initiative that's taking place. September is uh, Deaf Awareness Month and uh, there's some pretty cool things happening. We're joined now uh, by Ronnie Zondi as well as Tapiso Mokwena uh, on SAFM Sports Special. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you so much for your time. Let me start with uh, you first, uh, Tapiso. Uh, you are the, the founding director of uh, the program that we want to chat about that's uh, doing some great things by donating soccer boots. Uh, let's talk about how it all started for you. You, you were born to, to deaf parents, uh, and, and obviously it's something that, that's made a massive impact in your life, and you've decided you want to give something back. Hi, Brett. Thank you so much for this opportunity, and good afternoon to the listeners as well. Yes, um, I'm born to deaf parents. Both of my parents are deaf, and um, sign language is more like my first language, which is because of the first language that I acquired at a very tender age. And just to go back to um, what you've mentioned about the Donated Soccer Boot campaign, actually the Donated Soccer Boot campaign was born last year, December, and the main objective of uh, the Donated uh, Soccer Boot campaign is just to raise awareness in the mainstream soccer and to afford deaf children, especially deaf children, girls and boys, to, 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 to know that they can do it as well and just to give them uh, tools of empowerment and even that confidence that they also belong to citizens of South Africa. And um, again, just to mention, the reason why we have Donation Soccer Boot Campaign is because with my involvement with Philip Deaf Stars, which is based in the Western Cape province, most of the deaf children who are really, really passionate about soccer, they did not, they did not have soccer boots to play. And again, you know, it is evident that most of the deaf children believe that the hearing children are more advanced and capable than them because there is no opportunities, there is lack of opportunities for deaf children, especially in the mainstream sport. You know, deaf um, sport is more like it's treated as an, 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 an a different an entity that if you perhaps maybe you aspire to become a Paris player, for instance, mm. you cannot be a Paris player because you're a deaf child. So most of the deaf children, they believe that, you know, they, yeah, they're born deaf and some of them, they acquire deafness at a very later age, but they feel that, you know, there are no opportunities. So even if we're passionate about soccer, where do we belong? So deaf, um, um, sorry, Donate a Soccer Boot campaign is not only about donating soccer boots, but also to raise awareness in the public domain that there are deaf children who are capable, who are skilled. The only disability that they have is just the hearing, but they are skilled and they can play in trees or pirates or whatever, what, um, in, in whatever sporting code in South Africa. Yeah, I, I think it's a, a fascinating and, and, and wonderful initiative. And, and you talk about the Buccaneers and they could possibly play for Pirates one day. Uh, let me bring uh, yes. Ronnie Zondi in here, who's obviously a, a former Buccaneer. Ronnie, how did you get involved in, in this campaign? I think it's absolutely amazing. I think what you guys are doing is brilliant. Where did it all start for you? Hi, Brendan. How are you? And thanks for having me in your show. And hi to your listeners as well. I think when we were approached uh, by the, by Cepiso and, 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 and his team, and uh, we felt that uh, as former footballers, we also have a responsibility to participate in such initiatives, given that as well. It's a kind of challenging uh, 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 area that they are also venturing into, where in the mainstream it's not that much recognized. And uh, we felt through our participation as well, then we can also be able to assist and more so 
give a word of advice and encouragement to the deaf community as well to say we recognize the challenges that they go through, but again, we see them as well as uh, human beings just like us who have the same potential like us. And uh, through our encouragement and motivation and assisting whatever way we can, we can also give them that hope that they can also make it and uh, be the best that they can be in life through whatever activity that they would want to participate. More so from our point of view would be soccer. And uh, that's the basis where we have partnered with the services organization. Fantastic. So I think I think Ronnie makes a very, very important point there. He says that to encourage yeah, these yeah. kids to, to become the best that they can be in life. I mean, let's be honest, whether you, you, you can hear or, or not hear, not every child yeah. is going to be good enough to play professional football. That's the, that's the yeah. truth of the story. But sport gives these kids the opportunity to feel like they're part of something and, and, and they can do something better, not necessarily just in football, but in their life. And that is, am I right in saying that this is a great sort of avenue to just give these kids confidence that they can go on and do other things later on in life. You, you know what, um, um, Brad, it's just that as much as we know, like, I'm just going to move into education if you allow me. I know that it's a bit a deviation, but just to say that if you, the quality of education, unfortunately, is not up to scratch, the only place where you feel like perhaps maybe you can develop and even achieve your goals is through sports. And we know that sports is a common language that is understood by different, diverse people. Be it you are disabled, you are black, you are white, it doesn't matter. But sports is understood by everybody. So if they are afforded that opportunity on a sporting level, specifically soccer, hence why we partnered with the Legends and, and, and Masters in, uh, in the housing province to be part of our campaign is that to also just to show them, because we have like, for instance, Terence Parkin is one of the legends in Sydney. But because of the lack of recognition, we thought that the best people to partner with now to suffer legends and also to give hope to these kids that, you know what, as much as we feel like we are not recognized and even our potential is not even groomed, at least there are people who are motivating us to give us hope that at least one day we might achieve a goal of Patman is in playing for a fun of a fun of a that matter. Well, you, you talk about uh, teaming up with uh, the Gauteng Masters and Legends. Ronnie, let me bring you back in. You're obviously one of those uh, Masters and Legends. And uh, the campaign this month, obviously, with it being Deaf Awareness Month, uh, going to be delivering talks at six deaf schools across Gauteng every Friday uh, this month. And uh, I do believe it was yesterday you addressed 400 uh, school kids at the uh, Philadelphia School for the Deaf in Shoshanguve. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you were received there, Ronnie. Well, uh, we, we were well received, and uh, I guess for me it was very much overwhelming given that uh, for the first time in my life I found myself in that surrounding where I had to interact with them uh, firsthand. And I guess the reception that they gave me was very uh, overwhelming and very humbling. And uh, it sort of touched me in, in a number of ways to say, uh, we, we, we have, for some reason, consciously or unconsciously, uh, not given them the attention that they deserve and sort of like, uh, sideline them from the mainstream of, of, of life itself. But uh, I, I got to realize firsthand to they are just normal like everybody else and all they need is the support, uh, to be the best that I can be, like I said earlier. I mean, they are very wonderful uh, people, and uh, given their circumstances, and you own, 
think you have challenges in, in your own personal life, but uh, having interacted with them and spoken to them, realize how fortunate I am. And I just hope that as we move on with the program and uh, we'll be recruiting other people as well so that they begin to realize how much uh, there's a need out there for us to begin to give back to them because they, they don't need us to help them because they can do on their own. All that they need is, is, is for us to embrace them and bring them into the mainstream of life and so that they can as well do things for themselves and uh, achieve just like everybody else because there are a lot of opportunities out there for them. And then we just have to open up for them and give them the opportunity. Ronnie, as far as some of these kids and, and talent goes, I mean, did you get to see some of them playing football? Are, are, there, are, are there any sort of possible rising stars there? Unfortunately, I haven't had an opportunity as yet to see them playing. But through the interaction and uh, with some of the people that they, people that they had at school and uh, talking about the talent that they have, one of the discussions that we had was to say through Tetiso, we should be able to go back and make uh, some kind of fine day that will involve sports so that we begin to see and identify those that we think they, they can be developed to become the best uh, in, in, in their respective area. Because being deaf does not mean you cannot play. So, I mean, sport is about being physical and that you can develop their physique and they can participate in whatever sport level. So, we would be going back and, and, and assess them and, and, and do the best that we can in terms of giving them those, those opportunities. Tapiso, let me bring you back in here. It, it's quite an interesting one. You you, you mentioned when, when we first started chatting, you, you grew up to, to deaf or, or you were born to deaf parents. So for you, yes. it, it must be an interesting sort of dichotomy, essentially, where you have been essentially on both sides, where you you hearing yourself, but you obviously know exactly what it's like to grow up in a deaf environment. Yes. It, 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 it must provide you with a bit of empathy, but also an opportunity to, to be able to see both sides of the story. You know what, but I just to be honest with you, when I was still immature and very, very young, I hated the silent world. This, this is how I turned the world that I was brought up in, because it was just sign language, no language, um, spoken language, but South African sign language. I hated that world because there were so many challenges that my parents were were experienced, that my parents experienced, and obstacles as well because of their disability and the stigma and the ignorance in our communities. And, you know, public education is still a challenge when it comes to disability in general, not specifically deafness, but disability in general. But if you come across a deaf person, this is how you should try perhaps even to communicate and don't treat them like they are stupid or dumb because you still find places where they call them deaf and dumb. But, you know, out of that um, hatred, I then had to develop a way or a strategy to face the challenge that I experienced at a very young age and grew up with that challenge every single day, experiencing that the problems that my parents were going through, and turn it into a positive challenge. And right now, I'm fighting a healthy and a positive battle and partnering with the people who are really passionate and want to give back and want to make a difference. So... What I have right now is the opportunity and, again, trying to to show the world that regardless of the challenges that I experience, and if I was born to deaf parents, it doesn't mean that I cannot, you know, achieve what I want to achieve in life. And it doesn't mean that my parents were not good enough to look after me, even to bring me up as a child, a confident child, and a child who has goals 
aspirations and who want to give back to the community and make a difference. Let's talk about some of those goals uh, for 2014 for the uh, Tepiso Foundation here in South Africa. 2,000 uh, soccer boots for 2,000 children, and you're also planning uh, yes. to raise enough funds to build a soccer pitch uh, for uh, yes. the uh, Noland Pando School Nolan of the Deaf in, in Kayalicha. Tell us a little bit about how you go about the fundraising. Perhaps somebody's listening and, and they could possibly help out. How, how do you go about it and what do you need right now? You know, you know what, Brad? It's, it's a challenge. It's a daily challenge that I'm experiencing because whenever I talk about deaf children, it's a particular um, topic or concept to many people, especially the donors and even the sponsors, to say that I'm trying to raise funds to uh, for 2000 and which is not even an enough number because the, the need is huge out there. There are many schools that don't, that, that they don't have um, recreational um, um, facilities like soccer pitch, for instance, just a mere soccer pitch. So right now I've contacted different um, donors. I'm not too sure if it will be appropriate for me to mention them by name. But, you know, um, with the 2014, 8, 26, the, the launch that we had in Houting and the legends are also part of that. Um, that launch, uh, we donated about over 250 soccer boots to the hearing and deaf children. And the reason for that, it was that we also want to promote social cohesion amongst the youngsters. You know, if you build that sense of belonging and even sense of accepting one's disability, then I believe that South Africa will become a better place. So it's been really, really a challenge for me to secure the funds and even we haven't even started securing the funds to build a soccer pitch at the School for the Deaf, which is in Kailisha, Western Cape. We're still now trying to get more funds to buy soccer boots because the need is huge. You know, people contact me via Twitter, via Facebook, in Limpopo, and other provinces, Northern Cape, even in Africa, for that matter. Deaf kids in Nigeria, in Ghana, they've been inboxing me, asking me because they, they follow my work on, on, on the social media that can you please assist us, can you please come to our rescue? And unfortunately, I cannot go outside if our house is still a problem. So the funding the funding is still a challenge, but and next year, in 2015, we are planning uh, the Mandela Day Challenge, which we, had, which we had in 2012. And in 2012, I used my limited resources to organize Mandela Day Challenge. It was in Western Cape. So right now we're going, also going to partner with the Legends and, and Masters of Houting to have Mandela Day Challenge and all the schools that benefited from the donated soccer put in Houting they're going to participate in the Mandela Day Challenge next year. So Pisa Mokwena, I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing. If you want to find out more about the Tapiso Mokwena Foundation, the website to get to is www.tmfsa.org. Uh, if you could possibly help out, uh, yeah, they're doing some amazing, amazing work. Thank you so much for your time. Also, Ronnie Zondi, uh, former buccaneer, joining us this afternoon as well, who's involved as part of that initiative between the foundation and the South African Football Association. They'll be delivering motivational talks every Friday at deaf schools in the month of International Deaf Awareness Month, which is this month. Uh, and, uh, you know, just doing some amazing, amazing things. Look